Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Joining us today, as he does every single week, it is the one, the only, Matt Wyrick of NBC Sports Washington. The Nats might suck, but they're busy. Boy, there's a lot happening in Nats land. We'll talk some Steven Strasburg. We will talk about uh, the uh, the emergence of Luis Garcia's bat. He has been red hot. All those things and more coming up on the show. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, joined by Matt Wyrick, NBC Sports Washington. So, Matt, we went pre- actually we actually went pretty pitching heavy in the last show uh, that we did, did yesterday before I talked to you. So, we're going to go talk about one of the bats first, Luis Garcia. He has been red hot so far, and and I was thinking about um, the way that maybe some fans would process this and say, like, "Hey, he should have been up all along." Right. Maybe that is, um, you know, maybe that's something that, that we are, you know, uh, that fans are saying, you know, maybe you should have been here from the beginning or or maybe for once this year we can give the Nationals some credit. Maybe they've handled this thing perfectly. Now, look, an injury is what actually brought up Luis Garcia in the end. Right. But they allowed him to get hot in triple A. And that has carried its way over to the majors. So, you know, on those two spectrums, do you think each one has credence? Where do you fall maybe in that assessment of things? Yeah, you know, I think that the point that Garcia needed to work on his defense was valid. You know, he he still is making the rookie mistakes that we had seen from him in 2020 and 2021. Uh, he has three errors so far this year. And, you know, Josh Bell has honestly saved him from a couple of errors, making some nice plays over there at first base. So uh, it's on the routine play, same as we've always been saying. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's doing the exact same mistakes. Right. Uh, you know, and that, I think that's a matter of, of just getting reps. And at the end of the day, you know, they wanted him to work on some things down in AAA, and now he's up here applying it. And David Martinez says he's working on that defense every single day before the game uh, to get those reps in. He's he's now seeing balls come at him at major league speeds. Uh, and I think at this point, you know, he's put in the work in AAA. It's time for him now to, to you know, wear these errors up in the majors uh, and ultimately adjust and play good defense at this level. So that part of it certainly makes sense. Um you know, he, he did get hot down in AAA. He was honestly putting up MVP caliber numbers uh, over that first kind of six weeks of the season. Did sputter there a little bit towards the end of his tenure down in Rochester, but the Nats got him up and he immediately picked up basically where he left off. Uh, he has been fantastic so far. Uh, him and Michael Harris were kind of the, the two young guns yeah. uh, putting on a show in that Braves-Nats series. Uh, really exciting for both sides to see, you know, two players that we might be seeing, you know, going head to head for a long time. And uh, Garcia, you know, he, he hasn't drawn a lot of walks. He's one walk so far in 57 <laughs> plate appearances. So that is something you would like to see a little bit more of. But the power is there. You know, he's making good contact. He's collecting multiple hits in a game. Uh, you know, I think the one thing that, that Davey Martinez said was, you know, he hit that first home run, uh, I believe it was a week ago. Uh, the next at bat afterwards, he was clearly trying to do it again and just swinging through these crazy pitches that, you know, it was clear he was just trying to go yards. So, you know, these are all things that you would expect of a player uh, of Luis Garcia's age, somebody who hasn't 
gotten a ton of experience in the major leagues. You know, as he gets adjusted, I think he'll finally come around and, and you know, be somebody the Nationals can rely on offensively consistently. Yeah, you know, the walk, he almost reminds me a little bit of Yadiel Hernandez. Like, you know, he, he is up there trying to get something done, which which we really appreciate. But, you know, look, if we think this guy has a chance, to, and look, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not a guy who's a front of the lineup guy in the end. Maybe he is, you know, this role where he's a back-end guy who can hit for a little bit of power and just trying to make something happen in your five through nine part of the lineup. But I would say, you know, once again, only 22 years old, so we got to temper everything we were talking about here, uh, you know. But I, I would like to see him work on the, the walking thing. We do appreciate the aggression, but you think about Juan Soto, like what makes him so good is he'll hit the home run one at bat, and then the next at bat he's fine taking the walk, right? That's what makes him such a dangerous hitter and such a great hitter. And so um, I've always been – like I've – even when he came up in 2020, I thought, okay, this kid can hit. Like he's, I think he's going to be able to hit at the major league level. It's just about, okay, like we think you're going to be good. You got to now work on the finer points of being a header, much like, you know, the finer points of being a major league fielder. Um, repetition, I think, for this kid. And and I, I'm glad Dave Martinez said it. It needs to be at this point the major league level. There's not a whole lot of reason for him to be down in AAA anymore, in my opinion. No, I mean, he, he actually played pretty good defense down in AAA. He got off to a really rough start to the season, had like four errors in five games, uh, but then went a, a solid couple of weeks without an error and, and seemed to be making a lot of strides there. So now it's time for him to apply it at the major league level. He's 22 years old. You know, these days that's that's pretty prime age for coming up as a prospect. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's not necessarily this super young kid anymore like he was back in 2020 and 2021. He's now been in AAA in multiple seasons as well. So, you know, you don't want to, you know, overcook a player uh, by keeping him in AAA too long. You want to get him up, you know, get him confident, get him, you know, seeing different types of pitches, seeing different types of plays on defense. Uh, you know, plays that you can only really see at the major league level because the talent disparity between AAA and the major leagues, it's the biggest jump of any, you know, league you're going to make in your entire life. So this is this is where, you know, you need to show that you can stay and the Nationals now have an opportunity for them. And even once Alcides Escobar comes back, I don't think, especially if, if Garcia is hitting the way he is right now, I don't think there's any reason to put uh, Escobar back in that starting lineup. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Athletic Greens. One scoop every day, my friends, in a cold glass of water will get your day started off right. It is friendly for keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. All of those diets are compatible with one Athletic Greens. It contains one less gram of sugar, no GMOs or NATS chemicals or artificial anything. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs, your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so um, Steven Strasburg is really the big talk right now around the Nationals. Uh, this is, uh, you know, the 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 – Diagnosis is he's got a rib, was it rib fracture? I believe is the term, or it's, I, you know, the correct term. What is it again? It's, uh, that's a good question. I gotta pull that up. So, um, my understanding was it was a rib fracture, which was caused by the surgery he had for thoracic outlet syndrome. Now, 
I've seen a couple diagnoses that say it could be as much as three to six months because it's all about resting the rib and becoming good to go again. What are you hearing? What has Dave Martinez said? I know Strasburg is going to go out to Los Angeles for a, another opinion. So it is a stress reaction of the stress second reaction. and third rib. Yes. Not a um, fracture. And not a fracture. Uh, but it does, uh, as, as you as you said, uh, it is something that stemmed from his thoracic outlet syndrome surgery and the recovery and rehab process and all that kind of stuff. So this is something that, you know, that surgery has continued to rear its head. Um, we don't yet know what the timetable is going to be for Strasburg. He is visiting a specialist this week, uh, and we are going to get a, more of an update there, uh, whether surgery is going to be needed, whether he is going to be able to pitch again this year. You know, it's all kind of up in the air at this point. It would be a, a real big blow to the Nationals if he once again uh, for the third straight season had to finish the year on the injured list with season-ending surgery. That would, especially after only making one start, I mean, it, this this contract that Strasburg has could not be off to a worse start. Uh, so, you know, the Nationals are, are they're trying to be optimistic. You know, Davey Martinez has always said that, you know, he's an optimistic guy and he's, he's trying not to think that way. That was his quote uh, when asked, you know, is this grim news for you and things like that. Uh, so it's really it's going to depend on what the doctors say. And, you know, we'll have to kind of see what happens from there. Yeah, this, you know, it's it's so difficult to to deal with this, I'm sure, for him, for Nats fans. Um, and, and it's not even like a contract where he can like try and live up to it. Right. I mean, it, that's that's been completely stripped away from him. It, it's interesting because Patrick Corbin's on the team and, you know, I know he gave him World Series, but like he clearly is not living up to the contract that he's currently on. Steven's not even getting that chance. And you have to imagine that is bugging somebody. And actually, I thought I thought about this comparison. I want to know what you think. Because, you know, Dave Martinez did say like he will pitch again. But I think this came across all of our minds of, hey, could he, you know, at some point call it quits, right? Because just like it gets a certain point. Andrew Luck actually came into my mind, Matt. I want to want to know what you thought about that. Somebody who is a really incredible competitor former number one pick had a lot of success, but was injured so much. And really at one point just said like, you know what? I don't need this anymore. I, I don't need this at all. You know, I'm not, I'm not, not pretending to know Steven at all, but I, I feel like we're seeing, you know, a situation like that's on the table for him because man, credit to him. I'm not sure I'd be able to come back from recovery this many times already. And he might be looking at another one. So, you know, yeah, you know, I, I think that Strasburg is determined to pitch. He was really pumped uh, to be back on the team. I know when we first talked to him, when he got back from West Palm Beach about a week or so before he made his return, uh, he was all smiles, seemed really excited to be back with the squad. Uh, you know, really, you know, somebody who's kind of reserved at times, he was showing emotion, you know, he was, he seemed to be really pumped and, and this was what he wanted to do uh, in all indications from Davey Martinez and Ryan Zimmerman on the junkies this morning uh, seemed to say that he wants to get back out there more than anything, but that's his biggest uh, priority. You know, Andrew Luck, I, I think the big thing about him was, you know, he had a lot of interest outside football, you know, Stanford yeah. man, he learned guy, you know, somebody who, you know, world traveler wanted to go and do and see things that weren't just football. Uh, whereas I think baseball is, mm -hmm. I don't want to say more important to Strasburg than football was, right, to Luck, right, but right. certainly more central to his goals uh, as a person. Uh, to get back on the field, to be that guy for the Nationals, to live up to this contract. You know, I don't think he's just trying to be out here collecting paychecks. No. He wants he, – he, I, I think he wants to be out there and, and 
prove that this contract wasn't signed uh, in jest, that this is something that, you know, he can, you know, like you said, maybe he isn't able to live up to the full worth of the deal, but certainly still able to give the Nationals some value and, and be a piece for them as they attempt to, to go through this rebuild. Because as I wrote in my column the other day, you know, Strasburg is so important to this team and yeah. uh, their chances of, of making this rebuild quicker than, you know, they'd like maybe these other rebuilds have been. Uh, if he can come back and be any semblance of his true self, whether you can rely on him to do so or not, that is going to be pivotal for the Nationals' future. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think I think what I, what I would say about Luck is like, because you know, he came back and won Comeback Player of the Year in 18. So it's it, he had returned and actually had some success. And, and you're right, you know, he had other interests, but there is a sense, I mean, there baseball is really one of those sports where like the resets are such significant resets with injuries, right? There there is not um you know, when you tear your ACL, like you'll see guys make incredibly quick recoveries, right? And beat those timelines or whatever. Like you can't do that with with elbow and shoulder injuries, right? I mean, when those things hit, like the clock is there. We know what the timetable for return is. You don't see that. And uh, that's my question is, you know, sure, I'm sure he's motivated to come back. And But how many times can you reset that clock? And good for him if he wants to keep doing it. It's just he's a pro athlete. He's an incredibly talented pro athlete. But that's just my question. You know, does at some point eventually wear on you? It might not for him, right? But I think it's worth asking. I mean, this is definitely something that he's dealt with throughout his entire career. This yeah. is his 15th stint on the IL slash DL. Uh, in his major league career, fifth time in the last three years. Uh, you know, he's certainly somebody who is accustomed to the rehab process. Uh, this is a bit of a different process for sure with thoracic right. outlet syndrome, you know, not having a set timeline with having such little data to work off of and having random things like stress reaction of the ribs coming out of it. You know, that that's something that, you know, when you get Tommy John, you know that, all right, I'll be back in nine to 12 months. Uh, I got to rehab my my elbow and, and, you know, there's this timeline that I follow and I'll be back on the mound by X date. You know, that's really just not the case here. It, it is all up in the unknowns. And certainly that's got to be tough on Strasburg. And as Ryan Zimmerman, you know, we we're talking about him. It's, it's Ryan Zimmerman weekend coming up. Uh, you know, big thing. The big reason for him as to why he retired was because he just couldn't do the the injury stuff anymore, you know, that the hours of work that he had to put in the trainer's room every day just to play. That's really what spelled the end for Zimmerman. If he had been able to remain healthy, uh, you know, more towards the end of his career, uh, I think he could have been playing, you know, now and, and maybe for a couple more years, but certainly uh, with his lengthy injury history, maybe not to the level of Strasburg, but certainly uh, pretty expansive in and of itself. Uh, that was what did it for him. And you have to think that Strasburg who's 33 years old now, uh, just about the same age as, as Zimmerman, uh, you know, it, it could come come around and, and just be, you know, this is the final straw. But I don't think that we've reached that point yet. Yeah, no, I, I don't think we have either. It's, it just must be so frustrating with you. It's like ribs. Like why? Like why would you know? And you're like, I just it's weird. Isn't it? It's weird to think it's a rib injury with something like this. Um, you mentioned it is Ryan Zimmerman weekend. And that kind of gets us to the next part of this podcast, Matt. Uh, it is Ryan Zimmerman weekend. And so I'm looking at the schedule here for the weekend, a whole lot going on Friday and Saturday to celebrate him in Desmond, Danny Espinosa, Espinosa, Adam LaRoche, Jordy Mercer, Daniel Murphy, Lance Nix, Brian Schneider, Jason Worth, Gio Gonzalez, Jordan Zerman, all scheduled to come back and hang out with their good old buddy, number 11. Um, this is one of those things in a season like this. I, I don't mean to be, I'm not a PR guy. I'm not trying to pump the nationals up. Be like, this is fantastic. Love this. But like, 
this is one of those weekends where it's like, okay, we don't have to fully focus on the product in the field. We can kind of enjoy something else. Yeah, not to mention that Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber, former teammates, yeah, oh yeah, it's right, will be here as well. So since they're playing the Phillies, perfect time. uh, You know, they got a a doubleheader tomorrow, uh, and then the ceremony will be before the game Saturday, uh, where they'll unveil, I'm assuming, uh, his name up on the stadium uh, facade. Uh, They'll retire his number officially, be the first player in Nationals history to have their number retired, Mm -hmm. and I can't think of a player, you know, better suited to be the first player. Uh, to have their number retired than Mr. National, Ryan Zimmerman, their first draft pick uh, in team history, the player who through the down years of, of the early, you know, late 2000 Nationals uh, was the reason that fans were coming to games. And in the same way that Juan Soto is the reason that a lot of fans come to games these days, Ryan Zimmerman was that, uh, you know, for me included uh, as a kid growing up in the Northern Virginia yeah. area. I was wearing number 11 on all my jerseys as a kid. You know, he was my favorite player, had his jerseys, baseball cars, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I grew up watching this guy, and and, and he has just embodied what the Nationals uh, have tried to do and, and tried to instill uh, as a culture. You know, he's a leader who, who didn't maybe, you know, who wasn't a, a rah-rah guy, wasn't somebody who was going to stand up on a table and, and get the guys going, but more was a leader by example, somebody that the young guys could model their games after and, uh, you know, I, I'm excited to see his number retired uh, and officially, you know, have his career kind of put a bow on it. Um, but, you know, certainly it is weird still going out there and, and not seeing number 11 in the in the dugout and on the field. You see him on TV, though, which is nice. You know, we talked about hey, what, what he might do. And now I'm glad he's found a little niche there uh, with Dan Colco on, on television. So, um, you know, I, I agree with everything that you said. And I think the big thing. I was actually listening the other day to the radio when the Nationals were playing the Mets. And I thought the Mets radio guys made a really good point. They're like, look, the Nationals records really shouldn't be tied to the Expos records just because they're so different. And like, think about how Ryan Zimmerman was really, he is the benchmark in this franchise's history. He is a Virginia guy who is the number one draft pick on a DC team and started a new era of baseball. Like that, that's why he is such a perfect guy to embody this entire organization. I mean, he just, he started it all. He finished it all, right? Finished the fight, as, as, as we've been saying. Started it all, finished it all. And it's like, I think this is a good reminder because the thing about this team, that, you know, it, 2019 was a short time ago, Matt. But they've lost basically everybody off that. I mean, you know, there are and, – and Patrick Corbin's out there every five days. Eric Fetty's out there every five days right now. But really not a whole lot left from that team. Soto and Robles, but – the remnants are, are gone. So to have a little bit of piece of that this weekend, I think will be nice too. Yeah. You know, I think that we have kind of had a little bit of, uh, you know, player return fatigue this year with like Trey Turner, you know, making his return, then playing Anthony Rendon for the first time. Max Scherzer, uh, yeah. Max Scherzer, Dusty Baker. I know who wasn't part of that team, but just kind of like it, it's just been going and going and going all this stuff where, that these players, these guys aren't connected to the team anymore. Zimmerman will forever be a part of this team, even though he's not playing anymore. He is a national through and through uh, somebody that this organization, this fan base, you know, has as a piece of them forever. And I think that mm. is going to you know, make a lot of people excited. I'm sure the stadium is going to be as packed uh, for Saturday's game, especially as it has been all year. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be a exciting weekend for the nationals, a great, uh, ceremony and a well-deserved honor uh, for one of the most important players to ever come to DC. 
All right, one more quick word from our, from our sponsors. We'll get you out of here. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. You go to Bet Online and BetOnline.net today. When you guys do, you guys can uh, wager on the NBA. Do you think, that, Matt, the Warriors get it done tonight, Game Six? Oh yeah, it took a Warriors uh, NBA Finals future right at the start of the playoffs. So they've been there. You go. Wow. <laughs> oh, so you're hoping you can you can get that one tonight? Bet Online, that the best place to do so. NHL playoffs. The uh, Avalanche, thrilling 10 uh, series lead after a really fun game last night. You guys can bet on game number two. They're at Bet Online and BetOnline.net today. Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, Matt. So, what are you working on right now? If anything, how many games are going to this weekend? Yeah, we uh, we're, we're looking at a lot of different things. I'm doing some Zimmerman pieces uh, in the next couple of days for sure. Uh, and also taking a look at K-Bert Ruiz's all-star chances. I think that's mm. something that we really, uh, I want, we've been really looking forward to diving into. Davey Martinez, I asked him if there were any players uh, that he thought deserved the shot at the all-star game. Uh, who would they be other than Soto, of course? Uh, and the players he named were K-Bert Ruiz, Josh Bell, and Josiah Gray, uh, which I thought was an interesting little grouping there. So I'll hit on all three, but K-Bert, I think, has the best chance of those three guys uh, to make it onto the all-star team. And I kind of examine what the field is like and uh, what his real chances are of making that squad. So stay tuned. All right, Matt Wyrick, NBC Sports Washington. We always appreciate your time. Thanks, man.